Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Merton. Uh, for those of you who don't know, well, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I moved and I've been having, it's been a long time until I got curtains on my windows. <laughs> and Becca has not even commented that the, the substitution of my curtains has oh. now gone away. And I've actually got real, well... They're <laughs> they're bath they're shower curtains, but it's all they had Fooled at the me. store, and, and they looked fine. Yeah, it looks like but a it, whole different room in there. I know it kind of it really does make it look like a room. Yeah, I, Hunter I had really, like I think we may have mentioned, but Hunter had two like crushed cardboard boxes shoved up in the windows as curtain substitutes, and yeah. it made it look like a little rat hole. Well, I didn't want to people looking in, into my room. <laughs> but you look and like you were recording like live from the rat hole every time that we get on to do the podcast. Hey, it's a live from the rat hole here with <laughs> Hunter. Got my cheese and garbage. Let's let's bring it down, everyone. But yeah, I, it it really does feel like a real room now because I'm getting like I just don't have anything on my walls. So. Any suggestions that we could put up there? Go minimalist. Minimalist. <laughs> I need to have something. When you put your friend's poster back up, please just make sure the frame still isn't broken. Because that always made me mad when I was in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, particular about the way Hunter's room looks. I've had that friend's poster since I was in high school. And when I moved out of college and moved to Atlanta, I brought, it was all in my parents' storage, so I said, well, I'm bringing my friend's poster. No, yeah. I brought my friend's poster. Hmm. Did I? So I, I got an apartment in Nashville our, my senior year of college, and I don't know if the friend's poster was there. It should. It must have been. Anyway, long story short, when I put it up in my Atlanta place, it fell in the middle of the night, and it broke. But I still kept the frame because it wasn't broken that much. It was really crooked. Uh, it still held up. <laughs> well, you and know what else always holds up? Ooh, I knew you were looking for a way to transition. <laughs> I was. You were talking too long. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, well, what still holds up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's your transition. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, some good old Disney 411. Let's get into it. Disney 411. First things for foremost, uh, our personal Disney 411. Thank you to everyone who has followed us on social media. We yes. officially hit uh, 200 followers on Instagram. So thank you to anyone who listens that follows us. Uh, thank you very much. And on to the real Disney 411 news. So, first story, a little update on the soon-to-premiere Season 5 of Raven's Home. Raven Simone breaks down Raven's Home cast switch up. So, she was interviewed for Entertainment Tonight because she's on the press press run. 
to promote the show. And so Raven goes, they say Raven understands that fans of the show will be wondering about characters like Nia, Chelsea, and Levi, which she promised would be explained in the show. So long story short, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the Disney 411 news like we have, Raven's Home Season 5 is set to premiere March 11th, which at the time of this recording is in a couple days. It's Friday. It's the day that this episode will be out. Oh, yeah. So she's moving back home to the original That's a Raven set with Booker, her child, to take care of Victor. But if you know what Raven's Home is about, it's about Raven raising her two children in (laughs) Chicago with Chelsea and her son and their next door neighbor. So Raven's going home with one child in tow. So, and I'm sure, like, everyone else were like, how do you do this? Yeah. When the whole show is... Anyway, so Raven goes on to say, listen, they're part of our family. There are references, and we definitely explain what's going on. I think that's very important because we respect the people that are watching the show. She said, like I said before, everybody grows, and your family changes eventually, and the people close to you change, and it's not... It doesn't change you. It hopefully will help you grow as a human. It's always good to have those people that know you from your past and you call on them and you reference them. It's about moving forward. Of course, we pay homage to those who have got us here. Raven added that she is a believer in trying to bring as many people as we can to the show, including iconic characters from that. So Raven fans can rest assured that the actress is working on it, which sounds promising considering how season five has already managed to reunite Raven with her former cheetah girls co-star and former that's Raven co-star Adrian Ballon who is going to play Alana again as the school principal. So that just, I'm curious to watch to see what happens. I'm so nervous for Tanya's information. Okay. Yeah. So in the same interview, the, the interviewee did, or the interviewer did the Lord's work and said, are we going to get an update on, on Raven's mom, Corey, what they're up to? And Raven was vague in saying every everyone will eventually get kind of an update. Because you can't go back to San Francisco and not... I know. It's just the fact that she was vague that has me so worried. Do we think she's dead in yes, the show? Yes, I do. <laughs> because the whole point of season five is Raven coming home to take care of Victor after he has a mild heart, heart attack. Yeah. So why would his wife not be there? Unless they yeah. had like a big, big fight and she like hated a, him, but that's a not huge like Tanya. fight. That's not like Tanya. Tanya a would huge, find out he was ill and huge, she'd be right there. A huge. That's huge toast fight. and jelly. Well, looks like toast got burnt. Oh no, I'm so nervous for that. What if we don't get an answer in the first episode? I'll keep watching. Well, I mean, Raven. I watched another interview. And she said, this has been an amazing season to do because it's like stepping back in a childhood home. Yeah. And she's like, we'll just be like, oh my gosh, I remember doing this, this, this. And she goes, it's a chance to revisit characters from That's Raven. And she said, and also characters I did on That's Raven. So I think we're getting reprises of (gasps) maybe Tanya Baxter, Raven's mother. (laughs) Okay. Which, which, which Raven disguise do you hope she brings back? Uh, other than her mom. Other than her mom. Um, I was a big fan of um, Lasagna, obviously, but they've already brought back Lasagna, so I yeah, don't think and they, they made her to again. like an actual person. They did. It was weird. <laughs> Maybe they'll retcon that. Um, 
Oh my god, I'm thinking. I would um, have to say the one where she was the mall cop. Where her I'm surprised you didn't down. say. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say Artbreaker when she dressed up as oh, a statue. Oh, freak with a beak! Made oh. me a freak with a beak. Yes. Well, we'll have to stay. Or um, the when they were two foxy mamas, you just don't want to mess with. Well, she's just one foxy mama because Chelsea's not going to be there. I know. Uh, well, of course, me and Becca's we're going to watch at least the first episode. And we haven't decided if we want to do a full episode on it or just we will at we'll least see. touch on our thoughts in the Disney 411 next week. And I think if we like it, we'll do a full episode of when like Adrian's on it. Yeah. Or maybe like if there's a big That's a Raven episode. Anyway, we're we're excited. All right. Next story. Speaking of some TV news. Remember a while ago that Demi Lovato was going to star in a pilot for NBC? I do. They are not doing that anymore. Oh no! So, is it because Unidentified was really bad? I don't know, but <laughs> the show is called the show is called Hungry, and NBC's Hungry has already found its new lead. Modern Family star Ariel Winter Winter will replace Demi Lovato in the upcoming multicam. Oh comedy wait, pilot. Demi left the show. Demi left the show. Okay. Uh, Demi Lovato had to vacate the lead role due to scheduling conflict, but they will remain on board as executive producer. So they will not be starring in it, but they will be producing it still. So I think that's okay. Maybe. I mean, it was kind. Of, maybe they're more focused on whatever weird shit they're yeah, doing I'm with like, Scooter Braun I, right I'm, now. I'm trying to think what what's going on that they can't do anymore. But um, let's go into some more TV news, right? Um, Olivia Olivia Rodrigo steps. One foot out of the door of <gasps> High School Musical, the series. It felt inevitable after Olivia Rodrigo's musical re- musical career took off in a massive way last year. But now it's official. Olivia Rodrigo is moving from series regular on High School Musical, the musical, the series, to a recurring role in the forthcoming third season. This makes sense not only in terms of Rodrigo's career and her potential desire to create some space between her and alleged ex-boyfriend Joshua Bassett, but in the second season finale, also teed tease such a move when, Rodri- when Rodrigo's character was co- uh, courted by a music producer. So, I say she's in the first episode and the last. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's all. And it'll be over FaceTime. She's like, I gotta do the sour tour. I'm sorry. I gotta do the sour tour. Are you surprised by this at all? Not at all. I was expecting her to not even be back for the third season. I bet you it will be a scene. Yeah. In each and so we're like maybe she's me- in like the first scene cuz didn't it say they go to summer camp? So maybe they she's like, "Oh, camp. bye guys. I can't go." And that's it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's recurring, so that means she'll at least be in two. Yeah. But that's but probably I it. Bet, but I bet But what if somebody she- FaceTimes her from summer camp and she's like, oh, "Okay, I got to go though." And it's I'm like- telling you, she will I'm telling you she will not be on the set. She's going to do it. <laughs> she's going to do it in her own living room. She's like, yeah, it's been crazy out here. So She's doing like how Nicki Minaj probably does all her rap features <laughs> from a voice memo. Ugh. Well, congrats to Olivia kind of getting what she wanted out of the show. Um, and our final story of the day, we have some Disney baby news. Ooh, Disney delivery? Not Disney delivery because the baby oh. has not been delivered. 
But um, the playmaker herself, Alicia Rulin, who played uh, Kelsey from High School Musical, <laughs> is pregnant. What? She announced that her and her partner, Joseph Noel Pauline, are expecting their first child together. You didn't call her the playmaker. That's what... Or as, or as Kelsey would say, playmaker. <laughs> well, that's what they called her in the show. I know, in the movie. but I'm just, that in relation to her getting knocked up is just really funny. She's like, she looked to her partner and said, you want to play? Maker? <laughs> she said, I smell a rat. I smell <laughs> two rats and neither one is named Dharma's. <laughs> smells like. A pregnancy test and it's positive. <laughs> oh, Wait. wowie. Look at what Fulton sent us. Alyssa Fulton has blonde hair and designer flip flops and has a pos- positive pregnancy test like me. <laughs> What's another <laughs> quote? Oh, my God. Now you've got me thinking about what High School Musical would have been like if Kelsey had been teen pregnant. Like, na, imagine na, the High School na, Musical na. franchise, but with a teen pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, it would be great because she writes her own songs. Na, 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 yeah. I have a baby in me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that sour note, that's, that's, all, that's all the Disney 4-on-1 today. Uh, I was really wondering how you were going to set me up for a transition, and you just gave me an excellent one. Speaking of sour notes... As in notes of music that are terrible and hit your ears really long. Um, We are looking at continuing our month of music, uh, talking about Disney Channel episodes where people start a band. Uh, This week, Mm -hmm. it's Corey and the Boys with the That's So Raven episode on top of Old Oaky. Yes, on top of Old Oaky aired on April 22nd, 2005. Oh my god. Part of the third season of That's So Raven. And it was, so basically this episode's all about, uh, there's a tree that they want to tear down at the school and Chelsea starts a petition to save the tree. And she meets this guy named Jake, who's played by none other than Raviv Ullman. (laughs) And and he may not be everything that he seems. And on the other end, Corey and the boys, William and what, what, what is, what is the other friend's name? Uh, mm-hmm. is it Mike? I think it's Mike. Not Mike. Anyway, William and... David Henry. <laughs> and David... William and Larry. Larry! Played by, played by David Henry. Larry and Mike of course, are such similar energy. Of course, have the band Corey and the Boys, and they're performing at a benefit hosted by the Chill Grill, and they're trying to audition singers, and a singer comes in who is not quite what she seems. So, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> I I love this episode. It's so I've hard not to like. I've seen this episode many times before. It's one that I definitely grew up with. Certain mm-hmm. parts of this are just so deeply ingrained in my brain. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, there's just so many wonderful jokes and line deliveries in this. A lot of... So, Becca watched the episode before me, and she just texted me and goes, The way Raven delivers this one line had me cackling. <laughs> and I said... And the thing about me and Becca, we kind of know, at least with this podcast, we know what will make each other laugh watching episodes. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, so when it came, 
the the line reading, I said, oh, that's definitely what she thought. There's so many times that like one of us will watch something before the other person and be like, there's a specific line reading in this that cracked me up. And then when the other person's watching it, like it happened with being the Ricardos as well. (laughs) That we were like, is was it this? And it's it always is. It always is. It always is. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. So like we said, uh, the episode opens on the gang in class, Raven, Eddie, and Chelsea. And Chelsea discovers that this big old oak tree that she calls Old Oaky is being torn down by the school. And I thought this was like, I mean, you always forget that Chelsea is like an environmentalist. and I know. That's like such a big part of her character. So I liked that this was. And I love how like Raven has no interest <laughs> in that at all, and it's just like so funny to me. She doesn't that even they don't pretend. Like, yeah, that they don't like even try to be like, yeah, Raven is all these things. Raven's like, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I feel like is a very teenager thing. You're like, okay. yeah. Later on in the in the episode, um, Chelsea asks Raven if she's going to like come help her with old Oki or if she's gonna. And Raven's like, no, I'm going to go to the sale. And she's like, I know the answer you want me to say. Yeah, Chelsea's like, Raven, what's more important, trees or shoes? And Raven's like, I know what you want me to say. But I'm going <laughs> to go shoes. with shoes. <laughs> and it's like, oh. it's, she's so true to it. She's so true to being Raven. That, I mean, that's so Raven. <laughs> Hence the title. Get it? Were you ha- were you so happy that Senorita Rodriguez Senorita Rodriguez in this episode? <laughs> Yes, I was. You I put it in my notes. You love Senorita Rodriguez. That's my favorite Raven teacher. Who's your favorite Raven teacher? Uh, Cindy Lauper, I guess. I don't know. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> but uh, while they're having this conversation, this boy comes up with this a boy. messenger bag on, which is a huge red flag, like right out of the gate. Oh, really? Yes. Boys with messenger also... bags are absolute no-goes. So, yes, this boy named Jake, who is played by Revi Volman, which who... Bill the Future was playing at the time. He's, I feel like I remember seeing this episode and being like, oh, that's Phil of the Future. Yeah, I mean, Phil of the Future premiered in 2004, and this episode pre- premiered in 2005. Yeah, so he definitely would have had some... I will have to say, I always thought it was so confusing when... Disney character, Disney actors went on other Disney shows, but not playing their character from their own Disney yeah, show. Yeah, because they never dressed them different. No, right. This looked like Phil, and it was also weird seeing Revive in a multicam and not a single cam, because Phil yeah. did a single camera. So I was like, oh. But yeah, I went like when you establish that there's crossovers, and now you have Disney actors guest starring on other Disney actors actor shows and they're not the like it's not phil flying to san francisco it was just like oh the only time it makes sense is when somebody's like a nice person on one show and then they come in as and guest as a mean person which i guess this is the case (laughs) for that and i I want to say there's an episode of phil the future where orlando brown guest stars as someone you think is nice and then is mean i think that that's that's the key you can't have revive come on to another show and still play the nice guy because True. then he's just filled the future. He is shorter than Chelsea, I think, by a little bit. By, by a hair. Which it also seems like she's, I don't know, that just was of interest to me. 
But it seems that him and Chelsea have a lot in common mm-hmm. because he's also very environmentally friendly and stuff like that. I loved Raven's fit in this scene. Oh, was this like the all purple thing? No, it's the um, it's like the pink jacket with like the bows all down, and her whole fit oh, has yeah. like bows, and she has her hair all up huge and a big ponytail like Raven does. Yeah. So the best teacher in the world, Senor Rita <laughs> Rodriguez, comes in. And she goes, siéntense. I probably just butchered that, but said Spanish to sit down. And she goes, 30 years Spanish. <laughs> and then and then Raven sees that Chelsea and Jake um, are heading it off. And Raven goes, why didn't you sit over there with Jake? He goes, she goes, no, I can't. That's Eddie's seat. And you know, you know, in high school, the unassigned assigned seats. In college, like, all everywhere. In college, yeah. If someone sat in your seat and you're like, but like they can because it's Eddie not would a be sign. Mad. Eddie would scream. Well, that's why Raven pushed him aside. <laughs> well, Raven goes. Raven goes. You should see Intententente down <laughs> with Jake. <laughs> why so is Raven funny, so man. funny? She's so funny. Like I'm sorry, I can't imagine that that's a Raven writer's room, typing at their computers and saying. Raven goes, you better see Enten Tay 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 down. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably wrote it like that, and then she just, like, put her own spin her on own it. Her own Raven Raven spin on it. <laughs> oh, so then we, so, so then funny. it gets, then it gets cut to Raven and Chelsea keep discussing Jake. And Tanya's there. Tanya is just one of the girls. She like walks <laughs> I know right that too. She's like, oh hey guys. And Are they we gossiping it. today? We're so excited to talk about Tanya. We're like, I know. we're foaming at the mouth for Tanya content. It's very true. That's why we're so scared about so Raven's home. I love how um, when Raven's talking about Jake, she's like, Chelsea has a boyfriend. And she's like, no, I don't. And then as soon as Raven keeps, like, gushing about it and Tanya indulges it, it's only after Tanya indulges it that Chelsea's like, yeah, he's super duper cute. I know. And I love how they were like, Raven's like, mom wasn't like, mom, stop. She's like, yeah, girl. Yes, I love it. She loves the Tanya content just as just as much as we do. And then here comes one of my favorite moments of the episode is when they're talking and you hear in the background that Corey and the boys are rehearsing. <laughs> and Raven goes, what is that? What is that noise? And Tanya goes, oh, that's your brother. He's performing his band. And I don't know what the exact line is. It's for, like, a, the benefit. And she goes, well, I'll give them a, ben- a benefit if you just shut up. Yeah. Something like that. It was so funny. It was so funny. William, then, yeah. William putting his whole William Mussy into that clarinet performance. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. I in love co- William. In, I used to. This is, I think, our first William episode. Talking about it on the I'm pod, I think so. On that's a Raven. I was I was watching this episode and I said, "Is this the first Tanya that's a Raven episode we're covering that she's in?" No, um, but it's not. No, because no, she's no. in the musical episode. Yeah, and we the, did the musical episode. The Halloween one. She's not in the Halloween one. Oh yeah, she, she is. Was? She is. She was I going meister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had those horny there's, moments. There's this like there's this one that's a Raven episode. That I don't remember what it is, but the way Corey says William always makes me laugh. It's like when he's like 11 and Corey looks at William and he goes, William? <laughs> and I also, I used to just say that randomly all the time. 
they go, they finish. I mean, they're not great, but William finishes. I think they're okay. Like, I think the way the way they react to them is like this is they can't even carry a note. And no, it's not like that bad. But yeah, uh, Larry is on guitar. William's Corey's like not on, to toot my own horn. Yeah, William's but I'm gonna on the flute. It. The flute, <laughs> the clarinet. Whatever. Larry. It's one of those. Larry played by played by a very young David Henry. David Henry being passed around. He's he's he got that contract. He got mm-hmm. that deal signed. Wait, two Disney Channel stars on this episode that are not on that Cerebin. Yep. How about that? One current at the time and one future. Have well, the, I guess I say that they're bad. Like when I first heard them playing through, it didn't sound that bad. But then when they start again, Corey's counting is so bad. He's yeah. like one. Okay. Two, three, four, one, two, one. Like, it's so many different tempos. So since this is the month of music and each episode is very band-themed, even though this isn't the main plot of this episode, this storyline, I would say, is probably a very iconic That's a Raven storyline. Oh, yes. Because they cover the song Feeling the Love, which I couldn't find if it's an actual song. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. But in this, in the That's Raven universe, they're that's the only song they know. Yeah. And and they they think that maybe if they have a singer, it can really like help the band, yes. Corey and the Boys. What do you think of the band Corey and the Boys? Like as people, or as just like the band. It makes sense. I don't know. I mean, the clarinet vibe is like. I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Yeah. I mean, it's very much like... They can get away with it because they're 11, but they would not get away with this, like, in the real world. No. That's why they need a singer. So, of course, they said, y'all handle this, the... Corey, because it's called Corey and the Boys. He's the leader. Would you want to be a part of a band that is, like, has the 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 name of the person and you're just the Andy no i feel like i feel like i'd be like like for example they paramore Haley williams is usually is basically the main the yeah, main she's singer. the front woman but right but it's the band's not called like Haley williams and her friends no she's very much about like the band as a unit right and i feel like and Corey is not no <laughs> and his band's not good enough for Corey's that he's giving florence in the machine <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have Florence and the Machine. We had we Corey, Corey and the Boys. And the boys. <laughs> Wait, Corey and the Boys uh, cover of Dog Days Are Over with William on clarinet. I'd, I'd listen. I'd listen. I'd stream. Well, the next I'll, scene I'll, after I'll... this is another scene with Jake and, and Chelsea. So they decide to petition for old oaky the big oak tree not to be torn down and chelsea has a shirt that are people that has the petition on the back and people are signing it and i said the aesthetic of people riding on shirts like i can like feel mm-hmm. how that feels when someone like in all you know the different I mean? colors of marker yeah i just like i i lock i watched her in that scene i was like i can feel what she feels when like the marker is like on her back and people are yes and, and they have this moment where they start to realize m- even more that they have in common. Like, 
he loves animals and he's a vegetarian. Yeah. And when Chelsea talks about being a, a vegetarian, what, does she ask him if he's like never eaten like chicken or something? And he goes, "Don't speak of meat." Don't. And he like puts her <laughs> his so finger abrupt. on her love. There's this one part where it's. I think it's when he he um like tries to look at all the petitions and he accidentally tickles her or yeah. tickles her the way Annalise Vanderpool said Ticklespot <laughs> do you remember that yeah and the way that she screamed and yelped and did like a three leap and she said that's my tickle? she said ah, that's my Ticklespot <laughs> and he's said, like you're ah. great like you're so great right but and, uh, Raven and Eddie who are such good friends all throughout this episode they were they were so like this is so great for chelsea yeah they were so we happy really love for chelsea. this for her and then when things go south they i thought chelsea blew this up so out of she proportion. did and raven and eddie were there for her the whole time they they are just really good friends in this episode but raven yeah. has a vision of jake who has just told chelsea that he's vegetarian garlic covered in rib sauce eating ribs and going these are the best ribs in town yeah and that's her vision (laughs) yes and this is the scene that produces the line that me and becca both (laughs) loved with all our hearts i i she must have said it to eddie but she's like describing it to eddie because because eddie goes raven what did you see (laughs) and then raven what does she say becca she is talking about jake and she goes he was grubbing on a rack of ribs. <laughs> it's one of those classic so Raven funny. deliveries that just sits in your head for the rest of time. <laughs> it's like we always say Raven acts with every bone in her body. She used every bone in her body and every, <laughs> every vocal cord. Every muscle in her face. She, it was great. She says the word ribs aggressively, I think about four or five times in this episode. Oh, and yeah. Every time, it is like you can feel that word coursing through her body. It's like starting from her toes and like working its way up and explodes out of her mouth. She goes, ribs. <laughs> ribs. Like, it's, she like shakes at the thought of it. She does. But of course, then they found out that Jake is lying to Chelsea and they said, well, we have to catch him in the act. And I'm thinking, I mean, what's going to happen when you confront him? Right. Like, like a lot of things is like, all they say, like, like, and then of course they go to Chelsea and, oh, also, I don't know if you noticed this, but while after Raven has the vision, she looks back at, and she's like, so, so sad that Jake's lying to Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. She looks back at, Jake and Chelsea, and the way they're like semi cuddling, huddled next it's, to each other. Did it's you? weird. It was really weird. I did not like that. I said Disney Channel's show of affections are either like way too saucy or they're the most awkward, like uncomfortable thing in the world. And that was that. Okay, well, before they go looking for Jake at a, at a rib joint, we cut back to the B plot where Corey and the boys are. Giving us our Disney Channel staple, a bad audition montage. Uh huh. And they, and this is when can you feel it? Can you feel the love gets stuck in every everyone's head? Well, Tanya comes in and tries to audition. Tanya, (laughs) and she's wearing that the green sweater with green cardigan. Yes, the iconic fit. 
And she's like trying to jazz up Corey about starting a band with her. And Corey's deliveries are so funny when he's like, yeah, I think it'd be great to start a band with your mom. Why don't you start one with grandma? <laughs> with grandma. And she's like, oh, okay. So she leaves. And is. then in walks Francesca. Francesca. Who Corey is swooned by. She's clearly like two yes. or three years older than the rest of them, I think. Yeah. And obviously they're like, okay, well, let's see. Let's see what you got. And she sings and she sings horribly. Like absolutely beyond tone deaf. But Corey is just so smitten that we see Corey's imagination and, and all she's, he can hear is. She's on the beach. Again, beach horniness the in beach. these band we episodes. Love... So do you think, so they obviously have like a, do you think that was the girl's voice and Corey's imagination, like real voice? That's what Elliot asked me. And I was like, I truly don't know. Cause it could be, but it also it could, could be. just sound- be somebody else. Um, but I also have to ask you this question. So obviously the girl's really bad, but she doesn't know she's bad. Have you ever been around someone yes. who you're <laughs> who sings so horribly, but yes. then they get done and they're like, <sighs> yes, that was great. I remember I was in sixth grade chorus in middle school and I was standing, standing next to this guy. He was singing it. And we were like in a group group song or whatever. And he was singing his heart out and he had so much confidence but he sang so bad. Like, I almost, I started laughing. It was that common, comedically bad. Yeah. I mean, people and I, I went like, to college with, the the cowardly lion girl on American Idol, when she's, like, at the end of her routine. She, she like, wasn't bad. She was yeah, creative. she was. <laughs> she wasn't bad. She was creative. But it was – so I have, like, when I was growing up, my little sister did not have any rhythm. Like, she did not have, like, when you would, like, clap along, it would always be, like, a beat behind. Yeah. And she couldn't really – she she was, like, when she was little, you couldn't tell her nothing. She would be, like, and and she's, like, it would be, like, you can't dance, you can't sing. And she'd be, like, um, yes, I can. What are you talking about? And one time, like, you can tell her anything. She was probably, like, six or something. And one time I recorded her singing some song that she was really passionate about, and I played it back to her. Because I'm, like – I was being so mean. I was like, you can't sing. She's like, yes, I can. And so she sang, and I recorded it, and I played it back to her. And I, without sk- – she paused. And she goes, I sound really good. <laughs> and I said, all right. My, more co- more my mom gets booed off Guitar Hero when she sings, and that's, like, really difficult to actually get booed off singing when you can just make vague noises. Ooh. For the she amount of bands bad. Disney Channel offered us – you would think they would do Disney Channel Guitar Hero. Well. Do a feel um, love Disney Channel Guitar Hero. Francesca's voice is so bad that um, Larry repeatedly says throughout the scene that he physically cannot feel his head. <laughs> I was like, you need to go <laughs> to the ER. To that seems like more that of a problem than. Like something else. He's like, guys, my brain is leaking out of my ears. My brain and then it cuts back to him. He's like, no, I'm literally like, it's gushing. My brain is waking up of my ears. He doesn't say it like that, but but, but if Corey, you notice, Corey yeah. uses his executive authority as the Corey of Corey and the boys to declare that Francesca will be the lead singer, just because he's so enamored with her. And I don't know if you noticed, but in the kitchen, 
they have the kitchen door open so yeah. every girl can come in. But when they when Corey goes, Francesca, you're gonna be our singer. If you notice, all the girls in the kitchen are like, "Man, this stinks." Yeah, because probably probably most of them didn't even get to go. They didn't. They were still waiting in line. And they, they also said, all heard her if the kitchen door was open. Yeah, I think you can like see reaction. They're like. Also, Francesca, the entire episode stands like this. With her like yeah. arms like behind her and her shoulders so tight. I really hate I really hate the cut the cut to Corey's imagination. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, after all. this, we are back with Eddie and Raven on the hunt. They've been to every rib joint in town looking for Which is so Jake. weird to me because any restaurant can serve ribs. Right. It doesn't have to be a rib place, but and they just Eddie, go to rib places. Well, the, it, they said it's taken them a while, and Raven was like, well, we could have <laughs> taken less time if you hadn't had to order a slab, or like, or if she hadn't had to order every place, and Eddie was like, how can I not get a slab? How many places have they been to? Has he ordered a rib slab at every single one of them? I don't know, but he was like, we went to so and so many places in town, and he wasn't there any, he wasn't at any of them. And then and Raven at just the looks, grill. Raven and looks at Eddie the up and down. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, first, one of my fa- one of the best well, another great line reading was when Eddie goes, "We went to all those places. We didn't see him anywhere." And Raven just looks Eddie up and down and goes, "Maybe you ate him." <laughs> yeah. But then after she says that, Jake, aka Phil the Future, just goes, "Hey guys." And like, "Oh, hey Jake." Jake. Like, like one of those. Why didn't you check why the chill grill? Why didn't you check the chill grill first? Because they're just going because they're just going to specific places that only serve ribs. I guess. Well, it turns and, out that the weekend that's, special at the Chill Grill is ribs. A rib. That's why they're like, "What is Jake doing here? My dad doesn't serve ribs." Well, and then also, all of a sudden, they run, there's like this big sign. <laughs> it's like a, a horror shot. It's like, <laughs> and Raven, Raven, and Raven goes, "We do now." <laughs> They run. I don't think Raven likes ribs. No, I think I think, I think the underbelly of Raven's <laughs> Raven's conflict is she hates ribs. That's why she can't stand this. I don't. Really. I don't like them either. The taste is fine, but I think just the idea of ribs is disgusting to me. So I understand. I mean, sometimes they're really rough. Yeah. Ooh, but juicy ribs. <laughs> don't say that. Juicy ribs. She runs up to Victor and is like, that guy that was just leaving here, was he eating the ribs? And Victor's like, I can't tell you that. It's chef customer confidentiality or something. Like it's an like it's an AA meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> ribs Anonymous. Chill Grill Anonymous. CGA. He's like, all the people here are recovering addicts. I can't expose anybody. You're like, you're like, I can't tell you who ordered what. But That's so here, odd. I gotta t- I gotta take this plate of burgers to table ten. <laughs> right, and he won't tell yeah. her. Like he refuses to tell her. And then Chelsea shows up right after that for some reason. Right after, and I said, a high chance that Chelsea and Jake ran into each other on the street. Right, a very high chance. But then they said that they're like, oh, where's Jake? And she goes, oh, he's like, she's like, help, he's helping the homeless and stuff like that. The, oh, no, he he went to the, like, organic grocery store to get food for his family. Right. And they were like, right. no, like, he's lying to you. He was here. And Chelsea just does not believe them and starts admittedly acting the house down. But I, 
being I always douche. thought I always thought because Chelsea is such a goofy character and is always you know played for laughs yeah so when Annalise Vanderpool switches into like a more serious Chelsea it's always like oh especially like during this time of Raven of that to Raven when she's like dumb and so all of a sudden she's, she's like, not and she I, doesn't I, lose all of her brain cells until season four Right, but now we're getting to when some of them are slipping through the cracks. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but, yeah, I think, well, because Raven's like, Chelsea goes, Chelsea goes, well, did you see him? And Raven goes, well, I had a vision. And then Chelsea goes, well, no, no, not all the time your visions come true, so how do I believe you kind of sort of saw him in yeah. the future? And then all of a sudden, it Chelsea goes, well, you guys don't even care about me, and why should I believe you? You just, like, hate that I'm doing something. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and then at what? the beginning of the next day, she moves out of her locker in a very funny, right. like, joke setup about how she's going to, she's like, I'm sh- I'm going to move into Jake's locker until I find a place. Right, you're just like, you're lockering up. <laughs> Raven's like, you're lockering up already. And I know, and I would calls, say. She calls Eddie. Edmund and he's like it is Edward and then and then when she leaves she goes goodbye Edgar and then he goes it's Edmund and then Raven <laughs> goes Edward <laughs> he goes oh whatever um why would Chelsea move out of her locker I don't know that was a lot I just thought the way the writers I felt like they were like oh we need a we need big conflict and this episode's only 10 more minutes I thought I just thought it was like such a weird shift. Yeah. And like the way the way they they wrote Chelsea reacting to this was so I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is too much." And especially for like an uh, a character we'll never see again. Right. Played by Ravi Bowman. So, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, if it was like Devon or something. Yeah, if it if this was like a recurring like person, a recurring character that we've seen a little bit of, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, okay. But anyway, the conflict continues. As we don't watch we we don't watch Disney Channel for for serial storylines. No, we do not. We watch it for Raven's incredible line readings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in this next scene, it's another Corey and the boys rehearsal and. Francesca is terrible, as usual. Terrible. Like, squeaking and squawking, dying bird roadkill terrible. Like, ridiculous. And Corey is still hallucinating her, not on the beach this time, I think just, like, against the sunset or something. Against the sunset. But singing beautifully. And after she leaves, Larry and um, William play back the recording that they have of Francesca singing. And the country cousins and Corey jumps out and he goes, this sounds like two cats fighting over fish guts. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I said, it was such an old Southern this? auntie expression. <laughs> She's like, oh, my stars. <laughs> well, bless my grubby biscuits. <laughs> what in tarnation? <laughs> so, yeah, then Corey, they're like, uh, I don't know what we're going to do because the thing is tomorrow at the chill grill. Yeah. And that's not the only thing that's happening at the chill grill. So well, after this big explosive. Before oh, they get well, to the no, chill grill, to... Senorita Rodriguez has to have another moment. Of course. Because it's time for. for her class. And Jake gets a hall pass to go to the nurse. 
and he leaves class, and Eddie and Raven are suspicious. Um, and Senorita Rodriguez asks a question. Nobody knows the answer. And from the window, you hear, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that owl speaking out there? It's Chelsea. And Chelsea. On a tree. <laughs> Chelsea has shut up in on? She has a bag with, like, a hairbrush in it. So she's, like, <laughs> clearly planning on being there a while. But, like, she's in, like, jeans. And it's, like. Just chilling up there. I know. But when Senorita Rodriguez looks out the window to see that that shot of Chelsea that's clearly, like, edited in there, it looks so <laughs> grainy and it bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I just love how Raven and Chelsea are having, like, this argument while Raven's in a tree. and Ra- No, Chelsea's in a tree. <laughs> yes. And Raven's like, Raven's in fine. Class. This has, like... Raven's like, fine, is this how you want to act? Then I'm done. Yeah. Well, they're saying that um, they told her that Jake just went to the nurse. And she's like, no, no, it's part of the plan for him to get out of class. And he's going to come sit up there with, up here with me. And Raven's just yeah. like, okay, whatever you want to believe, girl. My question is, where's the scene of Chelsea climbing up the big tree? Right. Like how we multiple people climb up the tree in this episode and we never see anyone actually do it. <laughs> and they're like in heels. And when, Wa- when Raven does it later, when Raven... When she does it later. When Waven does it later. Raven is never not in heels. Right. So maybe she used that as like to climb the heels, like pick her up like that. Well, you know, I think after that, it's back at the chill grill. Back at the chill grill. And they're getting ready for the performance. And one, Corey and the boys have great costumes. Not. They have red t-shirts on. <laughs> With like just license have, like, name plate tag. of their names. It says Corey and then and the boys. Yes. And so they're like, because now Corey knows that Francesca can't sing. She's trying and to warm like, up and she's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And we also should mention that the, the fundraiser is for music. So this is another like music yeah. theme storyline. And then Francesca just um, out of nowhere is like, I'm sorry, Corey. I can't sing in front of all these people. I have stage fright. Right. <laughs> and then Corey's like, that's great yeah all I mean, of the boys are like no that's perfect yes you don't gotta sing and they're like where are we gonna get a singer and then Corey has an idea and he gets tanya okay he gets tanya to lip sync for Francesca. which they should have just had tanya all along it would have been a good like father father uh mother son moment be like mom i'm so sorry i should let you in the band yeah would you like to sing with us? But Tanya instead, while she's lip syncing, keeps creeping around the corner, being like, "Ooh!" And, like, ah! and Corey's like, "Get away! Get also, away!" Also, if you if you have stage fright, I doubt you are still comfortable lip syncing. I know. People. I mean, she's still stiff as a board. Like her arms. No, are just she as did. Stiff. She did like a little body roll there. It was so stiff. It was stiff, but. But I think not so stiff that she was stage had stage fright. I think before well Tanya does get to bow with them, so at least there's that. She does, she does, she does. But I'm sure everyone's like before that happens is what when, is going on. I think before that happens is when they see Jake there for real. Oh yeah, yeah, because they because they go in. Eddie and Raven just go to the children. They're like, well, I guess that's that with revolving Chelsea, and then they see jake eating the ribs and that's when he's going he, these are the best ribs in town like raven's vision and then raven has another wonderful <laughs> delight line delivery when she goes because he eating the ribs <laughs> he's eating the ribs um and then 
Jake is a slimy, 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 he slimy looks thing. So foul. And then he also turns out to be like the rudest person ever. Right. All of a sudden, like I feel like Revive like knocked down his voice octave for this for he this uh, scene. When Eddie confronts him, he's like, "Man, that's just how you get girls. Like you tell them what you want to hear." Which means, like the way that he said, "Don't speak of meat with his whole chest." He must be an excellent improv actor to come up with all right. this stuff on the fly for women like this. But he was like, he's, he's like, like, Chelsea's cute. You know us guys. Chelsea's cute, but oh, she's yeah. not climb a tree cute. And then Eddie, a wonderful friend, goes, man, you got barbecue sauce on your shirt. And he's like, like no, no, I don't. And Eddie grabs the thing of barbecue sauce and, like, squirts it all over him. And Eddie and Raven, like, chase him out, and yeah. which Victor is upset about because he said that was his best customer. <laughs> and then Victor brings up again the chef-patient confidential. The, the, <laughs> I'm thinking doctor-patient, which is why I said that. The chef-customer confidentiality, which... This must be, like, a regular problem for him to bring it up again. That, like, people's wives are coming in. They're like, was my husband here eating a burger? (laughs) Like, it makes me think that Victor has gone to court. Probably. (laughs) Probably something horrible happened where there was an affair. And the (laughs) wife, like, the wife, like, stabbed the husband because she found out that he ate. He had a salad for two at the chill grill. (laughs) He would never, he would never order salad just for one. Let alone two. Victor, like, got and... a law enacted in San Francisco that he can't <laughs> reveal who right. ate what at his restaurant. It, it's called the Victor Baxter Act. Well, <laughs> then I think we go back to the school, and it's clear that Chelsea is still up in the tree after school hours, all alone. Yeah. Jake never came for her. And she is Except singing. Except for Senorita Rodriguez. She is singing. This bit... This line of lyric is so deeply ground into the folds of my brain. I know. That Same. every time I hear the song on top of Old Smokey, I don't hear, this is all I hear, is this. On top of Old, old Smokey, all covered with leaves. And then they all just go. No, that's at the end. Senorita Rodriguez goes, oh, Chelsea, stop singing. I'm begging you, please. I said, we get a lot of Senorita Rodriguez in this episode. We do, and she is a saucy, sarcastic mama in this one. But Raven Raven and Eddie climb Old Oaky to be with Chelsea, which is preposterous to me. It's preposterous. Well, I just love how when Raven and Eddie leave the chill girl, they're like, you know what we got to do, right? My first instinct would not be, yeah, we got to climb her tree to, uh, to talk to our friend. I know. I mean, that's very sweet. And they have a sweet moment with Chelsea up there where Eddie's like, he missed out on an amazing girl. Like, just wonderful friends in this moment. But I could not get over the implausibility of Raven climbing the tree. Yeah, and how would Chelsea not notice that Raven and Eddie were climbing the tree? I know. Like, girl, your brain cells. They're leaking. But then, obviously, they make up. Well, I loved how, um, when Chelsea was like, you guys don't have to sit up here with me. And Raven went, we want to, Chaos. But it was, like, so strained. Like, she clearly didn't want to. Right. And then, they're just having, like, a sweet moment. And Chelsea just realizes that he was lying and all of that. And they're like, we're going to stay here for as long as you want. (laughs) She's like, okay. And then... Are they, are they singing the song again? 
they start to sing like the on top of all the oogie. And then the tree starts to shake. <laughs> and it turns out that the tree was like suffering from tree rot and it just topples over. And, and Raven goes, oh, snap, for real. <laughs> and they fall. And then Senior Rita Rodriguez comes out of the window and goes, and now well, before she does kids. that, she oh. goes, "Are you guys okay?" So she does make sure they're okay <laughs> before she. But how big? Her how big? Okay, so so the tree is at least two stories high because I don't think that classroom is the first story. I mean, no. so it's at least two stories high. Right? It's got to be. If not, like, three. I would say two. Though. So they've, they fell what? How many feet? A <laughs> hundred? I don't know. I'll, I'm going to assume at least a hundred sure. feet. Completely fine. Because that was a big old... Because that was a big old tree. But Senorita Rodriguez is so proud of herself when she goes... I'll, I'll let you do the honors. And now Doki is on top of you... So and then she goes. Assuming, I crack myself up. <laughs> so you're you're telling me you're telling me. Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie fell at least a hundred feet, and they're fine. And apparently, a tree is on them. I guess so. <laughs> what? Someone. I how did that not make the news? I don't know. How did that not? Maybe it would have. How did? Do you think Senior Rita Rodriguez called 911? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I guess that's why she said, are you well, guys okay? She made her joke, sits back at her desk, and then an hour later she hears them going like, oh, help. Help. Help <laughs> us. You know Senior Rita Rodriguez would just like slowly like pull down the windows <laughs> so she can't hear it anymore. Oh, my God. You know. She's not that yeah. cruel. She's just a little saucy. Uh, She's just a little saucy, sarcastic mama. She's not like mean. Cause she did ask if they were okay. True, true, true. And then we get, the, and then we get a scene where Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie are planting a new, a new oaky, little oaky. And that's when they're just like on top of old oaky, oaky, all covered with leaves. Raven is. They're all digging with shovels to plant the tree and raven just has one hand on her hip and the other one on the shovel and she's just like flinging dirt around like not because you know you know you know raven baxter does not know how to shovel i know raven baxter doesn't work no i yeah that part of them just going no 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 i know i mean that just shows you what good friends raven and chelsea are yet again because they very clearly don't they're not the digging types no. I mean, Orlando Brown, like, Eddie clearly has held a shovel before. Raven clearly has mm-hmm. not. But... No. And she'll tell you that. She'll be like, you want me to do what? You want me to do what? Chels. Chels. You, you want me to dig a hole? Well, the only thing I'm digging for is my credit card, because there's a shoe sale happening. That was on top of Old Oak. Top of Old Oak. T- I, like, I know this episode is called On Top of Old Oaky. But I know this episode more as, can you feel it? Can you feel the love? <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's also the episode with the tree. And then they fall. So what did you think of the episode? I, I loved it. I already said I loved it. I loved it when I was younger. I still love it now. Yeah, I think this was a very strong 
that's the Raven episode. Yeah, and I know that season three was around the time that it kind of started to become more hit or miss, but I think season three was still like, I was scrolling through and there's so many iconic just screenshots that I saw. Yeah, I'll have to look. I mean, I think it goes without saying, at least for us, mm-hmm. season one is Well, top. of course, season one is God tier. There's but something I think about season, season one, three man. has the episode where Raven and Chelsea sneak into boys' gym and they have to do shirts and skins. No, that's season one. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Maybe it's someone where they're climbing oh, yeah. the rope, but they definitely had on a gym uniform. Because I'll never forget when <laughs> Ra- we're, we just like the, the line delivery when Raven isn't. Oh, wow. That episode's another one where Raven has a vision of this guy that Chelsea likes and it's not going to go well. Poor Chelsea. And Raven, we're we're spe- we're speaking about this other episode from season one because we love it so much. And Raven and Chelsea disguise themselves as people at the gym, and then <laughs> they're gonna play basketball. It's like shirts versus skins, and Raven's like, "I'm a skin man." And then they're like, "Shirts versus skin." Like half the team like wears a shirt, half yeah. them don't. And then Raven goes, "I'm a shirt. I'm a shirt. <laughs> shirt, shirt." <laughs> I fully remember the way like that, that when they say skins, all of those boys go woof and like whip their yeah. shirts off in such dramatic. Which I unison. think, like, I know this is not <laughs> this is not the episode pod, the podcast episode we're talking about, but looking back on it now, I feel like that's a lot. That was a lot for Disney Channel. It kind of was. Anyway, well, how hard did this episode I, rock? I mean, um, to rank it out of five, it's obviously a five out of five. It's an episode for me, but it doesn't rock that hard like Corey and the it boys It doesn't are. rock. <laughs> if, if we're basing it off the the band in question, I would give it like a two yeah. or three. But the episode is, but as it, a whole is an absolute smash. It's a five. I think last week we did Even Stevens, and that was more about the bands. But I And I think – I mean, if – okay – do you think Corey and the Boys is a good Disney Channel band? No. <laughs> no. I think the song is more iconic than Corey and the, Bo- yeah, and the Boys. Yeah, and it's only iconic because of Tanya. <laughs> we always swim in the mouth for Tanya content. <laughs> I do know in Corey and the House, he forms a band again. Oh. So, you said... Oh. Well, we had talked about that, but we're not covering it because Corey in the House is, like, impossible to find right now. Yeah, it's, like, on YouTube, like, sped up, like, yeah. in the little corner. Disney Plus said in November of 2021 that it was coming, but now, yeah. in, like, in light of the stuff with Kyle Massey, I'm wondering if they'll, like, just kind of delay putting it on there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But. Maybe one day. That's, maybe one day. I'm sure we'll we'll cover Corey in the House at some point. Yeah. Because it's just so part of the Raven lore, you know. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But do you know what's not unfortunate? What? This scene we're about to do for, and you're reading Disney Channel. Ooh-ooh. You're reading Disney Channel. So you're reading Disney Channel, the segment we like to do on here when we talk about a, a specific TV episode or movie. And since we're talking about the That's a Raven episode on top of Old Oki, we will be doing a scene from it this scene this is all you need to know for the scene this is after raven has the vision that jake has been lying about being a vegetarian and she sees jake eating some ribs <laughs> and but they don't know where he's eating so i usually have becca choose but i demand 
we need we need you as Raven. Okay. <laughs> so I'll be Eddie. So, like I said, I I'm, I'm gonna be Eddie. Chel- uh, Becca's gonna be Raven, and this is right after oh, she has the vision. I love this scene. Of, of Jake played by Ricky Ullman eating some ribs. Okay. okay. Are we gonna get through without laughing? I don't know. All right. And action. <gasps> Ray, what did you see? It was ugly. Jake. What what are you talking about? Jake is not vegetarian. He was scrubbing on a rack of ribs. There was meat flying everywhere. So you mean Jake lied to Chelsea? Let's just say she's lucky her neck is not smothered in barbecue sauce. We have to tell her Jake is a fake, Ray. We can't do that. She's crazy about this guy. Well, we're going to need proof if she's going to believe us. Okay, okay. did you see what restaurant he was in? No, but he did say these are the best ribs in town. But we gotta catch him in the act. I don't even know if it was tonight. Well, we'll go every night then. Do you know how many rib joints there are in San Francisco? Forty-seven. So let's bib up because we're gonna check out. We're gonna check all of them. For Chelsea. Right. <laughs> and scene. I'd so forgotten 40... about when she was like Jake, <laughs> like in the hallway, was gobbling <laughs> up. <laughs> so. It's confirmed they at least went to they went to forty seven rib places. That means Eddie potentially got forty seven racks of ribs. And he, I bet you he does not have a job. <laughs> That's his mama's. So money. what's the? I guess so. So what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson I learned is that you can't let yourself be enamored by love and ignore. The most talented person in the room, even if that person is your mama. Is your mama. Um, I think I'm going to piggyback off that and say my Disney Channel les- lesson is everybody knows that when push comes to shove, mm. nothing, nothing feels better than feeling the love. I love when he heard Francesca go, feeling the love. Oh. <laughs> she, has, she has Fergie doing uh, lips on the Today Show potential. <laughs> so, Becca, um, if people want to see how you were grubbing on a rack of ribs, <laughs> how, where can they find you? You can find me grubbing on a rack of ribs at Heyo, it's Becca on Instagram and Twitter, H E Y O. My YouTube channel is Becca Stogner. I only have. Three Robin Williams reviews left before I'm done with the oh, entire no. series. So get in on that wall. Those are still coming out hot. Get in while it's hot. And check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG podcast on all the socials, dropping uh, twice a month now. Every Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday. And if. Y- Ooh, yay. And if you want to see gr- me and Grumman on a recovery of, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin. Twitter, H. Cameron Martin, and if you want to keep up to date on everything about the Time Machine podcast, you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you type in the Time Machine, you'll find us there. Rate and review us. Leave us a comment. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, DM us. We love talking to you guys on all the social media platforms. We love hearing about what you guys like, what you hope we cover, and stuff like that, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this, as we have so much fun making it. So, that was... 
two episodes down of the month of music. So next week, we're going to hightail it over to the Tipton Hotel and see and see what's going on over there. Well, it's a good thing you did it because I was fully about to say Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're, we're going to visit the Tipton well, that sounds like it'll be a rockin' good time, but until Ooh. then, <laughs> we will see you later, time travelers. Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs>